another episode of what do we know podcast this is aruj here who's going to be your host and of course as always i'm joined by manny and sundas hi guys hi everyone so today's episode is actually just going to be one question that we're going to have a discussion around slightly different to the kind of episodes that we've had before but i'm actually really excited to have this discussion and share the things that we found this episode is around inventions and the question for today's episode is what was the best invention in the last 50 years or you know can we talk about some of the best inventions that we found in the last 50 years in I guess in our research because we had to research for this episode. Did we? <laughs> ah no Sundas did no research she actually knew everything off the top of her head. No I really didn't. <laughs> Maybe the things that she's going to come up with didn't require research. Well, so the yeah. last 50 years is very specific because none of us are 50 here. I know. Do you know why I did last 50 years is because I just thought if we did it last 20 years, I mean, we could have done the last 20 years, but I think there's really interesting stuff that's happened. It's a longer we, time If span. we span back, yeah. Yeah, I think my ones are going to be really recent, but yeah, we'll see. Go for it. You know what? Who wants Ooh, to kick off? I'm excited <laughs> for yours. You go, you go for it. <laughs> Don't get you your hopes first. up, guys. It's really not that interesting. I want I want Sundas to go first now because I want to know. Really? Yeah. yeah. Go go. If you want to. I mean, okay. Well, I guess for me, it's just things that I've made most use of in terms of inventions, and I think inventions is a really big word because what I'm about to say is a type of invention, but it's not like your yeah. I mean, it's not like some grand thing that was built. It was like a product of a bigger product, I guess. Um, but my one. My simple invention is um, Google Translate. I think it's just incredible that we have something that isn't exactly accurate. And I've got a good story for this one. It just helps when you're learning different languages, when you're in different countries. Or it's a really amazing thing that we have apps and certain platforms that can just um, translate stuff for us. But there has been times when Google Translate has let me down. Probably (laughs) times when... I needed it the most. In my first year of uni, I had to pick up some extra modules just to make up credit. And I took on Italian. And I just remember in my first kind of assignment that I was given, I used Google Translate. And um, it's not, it wasn't a huge deal, but um, my lecturer, Rita, called me into her office. And I was just like, oh, this is really random. I was like, why is she calling me into her office? Maybe she wants to, I don't know, have just a general chit chat. And she sat me down and she took out my assignment. She actually printed off my assignment. This is like, it wasn't serious. I wasn't getting a telling off or anything because, you know, we're we're adults. Were you plagiarizing? (laughs) No, I used a Google Translate and she just basically wanted to have a conversation with me to say it was really obvious. (laughs) (laughs) She sat there and she was just like, you know, Atika, like this, this assignment, she was just like, I can tell you used Google Translate. And I was just like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say that? Yeah, I was just like... I think I was using Google Translate just for reference and it was my first assignment. So it wasn't exactly like I'm three years in the program and I've started using Google Translate. This was like literally my first assignment in first term. And she was just like, no, I just want you to know that as a native speaker, I can really tell you've used Google Translate. And she was just like, it's just the way it's written. It's just like, it doesn't make sense. And I was like, um, no, no, I, I, I don't think I do. I was like, Laura, no, like... <laughs> non home <laughs> she just looked at me and she's like firstly stop butchering my language <laughs> 
Um, it was like a really funny conversation because she used to speak with like a mix of like Italian and English and like she, she wanted to do that just so you'd pick up the words naturally. And so I tried it back with her and she just looked at me and she was just like, I'm just saying Atika, like going forward and just don't use Google Translate because it's really obvious and it's not going to help you. And I was just like, okay, cool. And then I went home and I thought about it and I was just like, this is harder than I thought I'm gonna actually have to learn the language so yeah that's when Google Translate has been unhelpful and <laughs> maybe those that work on that particular like Apple you know for that specific product should think about how they can make um, translations a bit more accurate but I was just thinking do you remember the time when we were in Verona and the lights went out Oh my this God, is, yes. This is the one time Google Translate actually helped us. We went to Italy. And don't worry, I wasn't speaking any Italian. <laughs> Gave that a rest. Just um, ciao. Just ciao. And our lights went out in the apartment and it was our In first the middle of the night. It was the first Almost night midnight. there. And we, we just couldn't figure out how to put the lights back on. And obviously the lady who hosted us from her Airbnb, she was just unhelpful. We couldn't get through to her. So we knocked on our neighbor's door and they were Russian. And they were also on holiday, except they didn't understand what we were saying and we couldn't understand what they were saying. We've actually got video footage of this, but it was two groups of people. Like, So it was us girls and a group of Russians trying to interact with each other <laughs> through phones. So we would type something up, translate it into Russian. They would read it and they would try to figure out what Google has translated to them. And then they'd type up something in Russian to us and we'd be like going back and forward and... To be fair, it was a lovely conversation, but in the end, they weren't very helpful to us because we actually ended up having no, to... No, they did tell us to call. They said to call the number on the This is the part I think board. I gave up, gave up and sat sat back down. Um, but yeah, she started rationing the tea bags. She <laughs> started recording, um, documenting the moment. Yeah, I think Google Translate and other types of translating... What are they called? Like, what would you call them? Like, like, like tools? Tools, yeah, exactly that. Um, tools. In modern day, when people are traveling so much, it would be nice. I think I once watched this documentary and only because I was planning to go to South Korea. And they do this thing where they, if you can't communicate with people in restaurants, you communicate through an app to order your stuff. And you can just, yeah, I just think it's really cool that we can use phone devices and translate languages to interact with people. Because obviously when, when you speak English, you just you just expect everyone to speak English. And, <laughs> Not if, not unless you go to France, because they, they expect the same thing as us, because they're just like, if you're not speaking French, we don't want to know you. And we've experienced that as well. Um, but yeah, I thought Google Translate was... It's um, a good one. was a good invention. <laughs> okay, so it's actually funny that you picked Google Translate, because I took a bit of a step back from that. And this isn't my point, it's just from you, what you were saying. And Google Translate... For you personally has been a good experience something eventful something to have some stories about which is great right but also just taking a step back even google itself was created i think in 1996 now so that's what 24 years and it's like a billion dollar company or something so that is I just like i was born with google i couldn't i can't imagine life before it i think like it became more popular as we grew up yeah. like even when i was young young i don't remember being it a thing no, Yahoo was, and we never needed to. Yeah, Yahoo. Yahoo music. It was much more competition, and that's, now Google's yeah. just kind of monopolized everything. That's really interesting because we have like Yahoo Music. I'm pretty sure Bing was around that time. Bing is still, is still around. around. I think I use Bing when Google is blocked. 
I used to use DuckDuckGo for a period of time because I was sick and of that. the privacy of what Google was taking from us. But really? on the other hand, there is a difference in search engines. Like okay. Google is definitely the best. It gives you ads now at the very top, but it does give you the best results in terms of like content-wise and yeah. what you can pick from. <clears throat> They've definitely cleared up the ads. There was a time when they was just everywhere. There's a big proportion of their revenue that comes from advertising though. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah, that's crazy. I feel like, yeah, we, we kind of came in when and the internet was we just We literally grew up with it. We grew yeah. up with the internet. We grew up with the web, right? So actually what we confuse and what I even confuse myself is the fact that the internet and the World Wide Web are the same thing, but they're not. Mm-hmm. And the internet is basically, you can think of it as a huge network of computers all connected together, right? Whereas the web is a collection of web pages that is found on this network of computers. So it's via the internet that we can get to the web. But that's interesting because the World Wide Web was founded in the 1990s or is it 1980s? I can't actually remember Way when it was. Us. 1990. Yeah. So that's interesting, right? Because that was the last 50 years. And thinking yeah, about the way or how life would have been like just without the way the internet has just completely transformed our lives. We'd all the... have really nice typewriters. Oh my God. I still want a typewriter. I used to want a typewriter so badly when I'm I was in primary school. I'm looking for a nice vintage piece to... It's the only thing that kind of kills me with a typewriter is that you can't make a mistake. Oh no, oh, you yeah. can't. <laughs> like that is the only thing I realised. It's very yeah, slow, I'm just like, precise. how do you backspace? Like You can't. <laughs> Just remember, Mita Bajan wrote an entire book in Bhagwan on a typewriter. He did. Aww, what a film. That's such a good film. Such the kind of film you'd never want to watch with a family. It's so depressing. It's really... No, it's so depressing, but it's such a good film. It's I love that ending. Message. And such a good... Yeah. They don't make them. They don't make those anymore. anymore. That's when you know that we're old. That little kid was cute. Because you're only old when you say they don't make things like that anymore. <laughs> But yeah, that was my point, the World Wide Web, mm-hmm. like the way we use um, web pages, the way we have access to so much information, resources, social media. It's huge. It is actually insane the way or how much of our time, our lives is consumed by it. It baffles me to think, imagine we weren't born in this generation or in this time, our lives would look so much more different. Yeah. Even when we grew up, right, we had less access to this technology. We was limited because we were sharing it. We used to go out to play and we used to like, we were, yeah, we were yeah. so, it was different. It was much more physical in-person presence. And I'm not saying there's something bad about what like technology has brought us. It is amazing, but it's also going to come with its drawbacks, right? And it's just interesting, like taking a step back and looking at these inventions of the last 50 years and thinking, imagine we just weren't born in this time and how life would have been different and one of the good things about the fact that we grew up whilst this was kind of coming together and we kind of experienced it without at the very start of our lives Mm -hmm. and then we grew up with it whereas some people and some kids these generations will only know the world that we live in today they only know it like this yeah that's I always I think about that a lot too actually and it's crazy there's good and bad to take from everything yeah obviously of course but it's just I want to take a bit more of the good from my childhood 100% the invention I'm going to share is kind of interlinked with your one in terms of something that we use in our everyday lives and you know it's something that has come up in the last 50 years and all three of us are sat here actually using them we use them every day in our lives it's you know our smartphones and smartphones have become such with phones in general they've developed so much if you think about the first handheld phone that came out I didn't actually know this but Motorola came out with the first handheld phone in 1983 and Guys, you have done your research, guys. Those years. No, but listen to how much it cost. I was like shook. 
well not shook but I was like wow this is a lot of money if you think about it in 1983 it was 3,995 pounds for that handheld phone but probably because it was the first of its kind like it was such a big invention if you think about it the first kind of phone that's not connected to a wire you can take it around with you do you remember those phones where you have to dial around in it and like those home telephones yeah the home telephones and it's crazy because even obviously even now you get home telephones that are wireless and everything as well yeah I just thought like phones have developed so much and I do think they're a vital part of everyone's lives just because they keep you connected, don't they? They keep you connected in a way that you, know, you just pick it up and you can speak to someone on the other side of the world. You can speak to someone in the other room, which I know happens in many households. Sometimes <laughs> my, my dad will be upstairs, I'll be downstairs and he phones me for something and I'm like, um, could have just called me or something. But me and my siblings do it too. And it's but just, they did. Yeah. I called you. <laughs> <laughs> I meant physically. But no, like it just, phones are, phones are definitely a insane amazing invention and obviously like Manny was saying there's the good and bad to every side of tech so you know with smartphones as well there is increasing conversation about how smartphones and how the usage of them is impacting people how people are becoming addicted to their smartphones they're on it all the time but I think that obviously comes with you know what they use it for so you know when social media and when all these apps and these kind of things come into it but just in general as an essential everyday tool I think it's amazing how how phones have developed and also within this you know, the iPhone itself and Apple, the way the iPhone has developed and become, you know, when it first came out, I feel like it's 2007, guys, which also is another thing that just feels like, it feels like it's been around for longer. I don't know why 2007 wasn't very long ago. 2007 feels like yesterday. 13 years ago, it was nothing. And I just think it's crazy because when it came out, you know, it was like a luxury item and now it's literally like an everyday essential, like everyone has an iPhone. Pretty much everyone has an iPhone. I mean, nothing against the Android uh, users. Yeah. <laughs> Hardcore. Most people have iPhones. Well, like, you're talking about it in terms of smartphones, right? Yeah. And I just think it's crazy because uh, it's crazy and also amazing that the way smartphones have developed because I feel like they've really changed the way we communicate with each other on a personal basis and also a professional basis and just in general. It's a, it's a really cool, crazy invention. I don't I know honestly... if that's the best way to describe it, but that's the way I see it. I liked that. I think it's a good one because it's true. I'm literally holding my phone as I speak right yeah. now. Like There's like five Apple products on this desk <laughs> right now. Yeah. I'm not even a huge Mac or Apple fan or iPhone fan, but I just love the user experience. It's, Once you're hooked, you're yeah. kind of hooked. Yeah. It's just easy, it's smooth, it's efficient. When I moved from Android, <laughs> I there was something where Apple just looked way too simple for me and I felt like it wouldn't do all of the things that an Android can do. It's just the whole makeup of it was way too simple. And sometimes I felt like it was going back in time, but only until I started using it. Because it's like the simple kind of format and notifications you get. With Android, it's just constant. Like you just pick up your phone and you've got like 15 things just waiting to be read and 15 things that are updating. And you're like, just barely put this phone down. What do you need to update in five seconds? But when I moved to an iPhone, I thought that it was just going to be really complicated because of how simple it looked. But actually... Because I, I just, I remember making that transition and I thought, what if I just really don't like using an iPhone or an Apple product and maybe I won't like the way it kind of functions, but I can't see myself going back. Wait a second, that when, is did you, exactly, when did you um, first get your iPhone? Was it the 8 or was it before that? Oh my God, it was the 8. I was very late to the Apple family. The reason why I know it was the 8 is because when Sundas first got this phone, the way she had the most kind Oh of, my God, the case! The case! <laughs> She had a we bulletproof case. Or she had something. a bulletproof case oh, that we that had to was... use screws and nails to to open to 
like actually fix it onto the phone. Oh, and so it must have been 2017. Wow. Guys, I've not been part of the Apple. Gamble well, I had one. an iPad and stuff and I had like, um, I had an iPod Classic and a Nano. So I had Apple products, but in terms of the phone, I think I was really, so 2017, I'm sure that's when a couple of months before then iPhone 8 came out. I can't quite remember, but I was very late to getting myself an iPhone. I was always an Android person. Do you think you'll go back? No, definitely not. You know, another thing about the iPhone, which were, it took some time to get used to, is Android's camera is so deceiving that when I moved to an iPhone, I thought I aged by a decade. And I just remember <laughs> that feeling where I was just like, I'm going back to an Android. Like, I can't face this reality. Because the, the way the Android would always smooth my face, like, I could just wake up in the morning and I used to send snaps to, like, the end. Madea would be like, oh, my God, your skin is so smooth in the morning. You look so good. And I was like, I do, don't I? When I got the iPhone, I actually remember I came off Snapchat because I was just like, this is too real for me. Like, I, I'm not willing to put filters on anymore because for a very long time, Android had me thinking I had no pimples, no pores, no, nothing. Um, so the iPhone camera is very real and it took some time to get used to. So I was nearly going to go back to an Android just for the camera purpose. But I, yeah. But it's just a deception, it's isn't it? It's just, um, the iPhone camera is just a bit too real. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good story. But saying that, now that I, if I, if someone is taking a picture with Android, which is very rare in our group of friends. Wait, does anyone have one? I think we have one. I think we're all iPhone now. No, there is there is one oh, friend. Yes, sorry, I was about to say your name. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but then, yeah, either way, like when I take a picture on an Android, I'm just like, where do I post this? Because people know I don't look like this. I'm, I'm now in that kind of mindset where I'm just like, I can't post this because quite clearly I'm not only deceiving myself, but I'm deceiving people. But that's filters altogether though. Yeah, but like, even with filters, filters don't even make my face look great anymore. There was a time when I used to put a filter on and I was just like, this is my filter. And now I'm just like, why are these filters making me look more and more less human? Yeah. That's yeah, scary. some of them they are really weird. Look, they just, they make me look so weird to the point where I'm just like, I can't even put myself against a country and say I look like a native person from this place because I just don't. I don't look like you I know what's actually anywhere. funny. Someone I've, I've watched a reel yesterday on Instagram where she said, "How is it that so many people look so good in filters, but actually when you try them yourself, it's so weird? It doesn't even make me look better. That's the thing." Yeah. I don't know. You usually go onto those posts and you're like, okay, I'll try, try that it. filter. Then yeah. you try it and you're just like, well, I won't be saving that. Um, but yeah. That's a good tangent to go off. Do you yeah. want to go to your Pinches. actual invention now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's my turn now. So my second probably most random invention that I feel like is I've just really enjoyed using and is good use of time, expectations and customer service is... Not all, obviously, what types of restaurants would do this? Just like your normal kind of, you know, between non-pricey to medium-pricey restaurants would do this. You obviously wouldn't go into Mayfair and have this kind of service. But at those prices, I expect a human to come and communicate to me and really fill me up and, you know, pump me up with every kind of, I don't know, courtesy or whatever, you know? I want that kind of Anything complimentary. Of complimentary or whatever but um you know when restaurants do those kind of um buzzing things where you make an order and they give you a little buzzer mm -hmm. yeah it. it's just nice and easy it, it moves from that kind of rudeness of kind of trying to get people's attention and nobody should click their fingers but have I done it in the past yes I have um 
And, you know, it's just, I just think that was a great invention. When it, when it started, I would just like sit there. I was just like, when those little buzz, when, when the first time, I think I was in Westfields and I was ordering food and they gave me a buzzer. And I'm pretty sure that the lady that was serving me actually said, you can take a seat. And I was just like, yeah, but how will I know? And she was just like, because it'll buzz. And I was just like, but I might get lost. And she just, <laughs> I just looked at me like, have you ever left your house? Do you, do you, <laughs> do you ever like get out, like, you know, to do things, at, you know, it just, you know what, just taking a step back, but the first time I came across those, I did get a bit confused, but I didn't think I'd get lost. That wasn't <laughs> my fault. I find it's, it's the Westfield in, um, Shepherds, uh, no, uh, Stratford. The other one. Yeah. I just, honestly, I feel like I'm going round it and round in circles like no Stratford is easier for me Stratford really frustrates me I just I don't I really don't like either Westfields to be fair I don't I just, like Shepherd's Bush I prefer Shepherd's Bush Shepherd's Bush is a lot quieter and yeah, I yeah, yeah that's why nice to shop around and Stratford is just heathing with people Stratford is more high street is it yeah there's more high street shops there oh to be Whereas, fair I only went there for the food court yeah. when I was working quite close to it but yeah, anyway, so this was years ago. Okay, so it's not like some recent thing. This I was quite young then, but I just remember her giving me the buzzer and I was just standing there and she was just like, well, you can just like move to the side. And she was just like, you know, honestly, take a seat. When when it buzzes, come back and your food will be ready. And I was just like, oh, is it okay? Like, I was just like, no, I'm not moving away from this counter. What if you don't make my food? What if you don't, what if you completely forget about me? And um, it took me some time to just, you know, actually take that buzzer and take a seat and just chill, chill out. Like I was very, I liked the idea of not having to communicate or speak to someone constantly when your food is being made at a restaurant like how long and then like five minutes and you're like stop lying because you said that five minutes ago but I do think you're right because you did mention what the price range because I think with takeaways with fast food places you're more likely to get a buzzer kind yeah I think but that's what I mean like those yeah. are the places where it gets really busy and you're like excuse me I ordered this and it was a number four and I'm still waiting and they're like number four number four and then they're like shouting and there's like three people repeating number four behind the kitchen and that's what I mean. Like, it was such a hectic time. And now I just feel like that little buzzer has made life so much easier. It's super efficient. You're right. Yeah. Um, so, like, I was just that sad person that didn't really understand the purpose of it. Very also, specific, when we go to restaurants know. where we can just, like, buzz and they can come over for, like, different things, like drinks, food, or, Ooh, you know. Which one does that? Shisha Gardens. Yeah. That wasn't mine. Yeah. Yeah. That is one place. Although that does last that. time we were there, they gave us a buzzer that didn't work, and oh, yeah. um, there was like three of us that were just we sat there for about thirty minutes. And because of COVID, we were on a timer, and I was just like, "Guys, we're going to kick up a fuss if they try to kick us out because they've just wasted half an hour of our time trying to get their attention." Honestly, yeah. it was all fine. Don't worry, I'm not giving a bad review or anything. It's just like it was all good in the end. The barbecue pizza was good, and chips. You can't really go wrong. You can't go wrong with chips. Well, no, actually, you can go wrong with chips, but it's just. If you go if you go wrong with chips, then you need to it's shut really, down completely. The, the bar is low. <laughs> the bar is very low. We take our chips very seriously on this podcast. Oh my god. I don't know how we've managed to speak about chips all the time, but okay. Moving swiftly on onto my um, next invention now. So when I thought about this, honestly, guys, like the way most of my childhood was consumed by this particular series, which Abruj will definitely be familiar with. Um, less so Sundas, who's only read two and a half books. <laughs> <laughs> two and a half? No. She's which at... two and a half? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's um, an incorrect reflection of my life. <laughs> I've, I've read more than 
Okay. So I'm talking about the Harry Potter series, which first came out in 1996 or seven. I can't remember which year it was, but it's in the 1990s. Wow. Are you guys not diehard Harry Potter fans? I do love Harry Potter and I grew up with it. And I love the world and the imagination and the creativity that came with it because it's not just a book series, right? It's a whole... It's a whole world. 1997, you got it right, Manny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guys, these, you've done your <laughs> research, your timelines. Wow. <laughs> but of course I would, because I want to make sure I'm detailing the right dates. I don't want to give you like 1800s when it's in the 1990s. <laughs> it's in the past 50 years. It's within context for yeah, this episode. Exactly. <laughs> it is within context. But anyways, the way I remember getting and queuing up for these books, reading yeah. them in like days, we would literally sit on a weekend or this is a how we used day. to meet we used to meet and sit and read our harry potter books together <laughs> read our harry potter books um read them on the ch- trains in our car journeys watch the movies the amount of times i have watched the harry potter series it's actually watched the movies. crazy that's great well done okay so coming back to that point about where sundas only read two and a half books she actually told me when we were in la that she has read philosopher's stones <laughs> chamber of secrets and half of order phoenix <laughs> It's not even in the right order. You missed two. You missed two books. <laughs> Should I tell them? Did the you get story? confused? <clears throat> I'm sure it was the Goblet of Fire. It's not Order of okay, Phoenix. Sorry, okay. I got that. It's still, the Goblet you of still Fire. Missed, you still skipped a that book. That came out when I was in year six, and before then, we had a sign-up sheet in year oh six to say our particular class was going to get two or three books. So it was just like first come, whoever signs up first will get it first, and then in that order, the book will kind of be shared around the class, and. As someone who hasn't even read half of the Harry Potter books, I took it upon myself to not be selfish, but I genuinely wanted to read this book. And I just went up there and I signed up and I was one of the first people. So I was given the um, book when it was like freshly came into the classroom and they gave it to the three of us that signed up, like the first three that signed up first. And generally my name was up there as the first person. And I remember there was this girl called Rachel in my class and she could tell like, how dare this girl just go and sign up to something? Like, she she knew. We would get annoyed with you. <laughs> yeah. She knew we that I hadn't read some of the other books. She <gasps> also knew that I was not, like, going to be the quickest reader either. And um, the teacher was going to play fair. It wasn't based on who, you know, who who's the biggest fan. And I I was just really sitting on that book. I started reading it. It was a really good book, but... I kept reading other books in between and I had that book for nearly a term and I think it got to a point where I was just like, I was feeling the pressure from the classroom, not even the teacher. Like the teacher was, she wasn't going to come and say, right, you know, give us the book back now. (laughs) You were supposed to finish it in two weeks. It wasn't like that, but the class was putting pressure on me to say, look, you've hogged that book for long enough. Why is it taking you so long to read? And honestly, it was just a month or something. It wasn't even that long. It wasn't like half a year. No, but considering we read it was our a Harry Potter first book, day okay. kind of thing. Yeah, as in like we right, used to read, okay. I read Half-Blood Prince the day it came, the day me and Manny went and got the book, I read it in that day because I was that so excited. That is the diehard fans you were up against and that's yeah. why they were annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. So I had an entire class that was just like really putting a lot of pressure on me and I, then I gave it back because I was just like, that's fine, I'll just go and get it from WH Smith and I'll just have a copy to myself. I never did, but the point is that when I gave it back, I completely forgot about the book so it clearly didn't like, I wasn't desperate to finish that book or anything but I just want you to know that in year six, God knows what year that was, but it was the year when Goblet of Fire came out. Is it? Yeah, it's called Goblet of Fire. I'm not getting Lord of the Rings mixed up here. Oh no, no, my no. God. 
I, I just said that just to annoy you. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is amazing too, though. I know. Lord of Not the Rings, I've actually read and I really didn't enjoy it. I, did, I just didn't to get be fair, into it. I haven't given it a read. But no, the books are really good. Fellowship of the Ring or I whatever. I couldn't get into the, the film. I think it was to the most... No, Manny, the Hobbit. You're, you're I, I like, watched The Hobbit and I couldn't stand it. You'll like the books draining. and also the Lord of the Rings films are really good, but you'll like The, the films are okay. I think the only reason why I read The Fellowship Ring, or I'm probably not she even saying the even title say the right, title. was because my sister was reading it and so I was, again, in... I was in rooms and bookshelves that I shouldn't be and I was taking books from people <laughs> who are actually fans. So, yeah, I gave back the book and it was passed around and I think, honestly, within a month, about three people had finished that same book that I was sitting on for a month, so... Yeah. Yeah, as um, expected. As the time when diehard fans were going to kill me, were going to burgle my house over a book. No, but basically what I wanted to mention about Harry Potter was the whole thing that came with it. So it wasn't just reading the books. It wasn't just when the films came out, but the way you could communicate with people and you got each other in a different level because you were both fans. Yeah. When we would queue up for the books. Did we go to Woolworths? We went to Woolworths once. And this is crazy to think about because Woolworths is closed now. And yes. we walked to Woolworths to get our... To get our it was Deathly Hallows. Deathly Hallows. Yeah. We were Which is so amazing. excited. Yeah. Woolworths used to have a really nice um, sweets area. And that... Remember? Yes. <laughs> and that was honestly so when I speak about Harry Potter I don't just mean the books mm. or the films I mean everything that came with it and the that memories. comes with it today because it's still going it's still a thing it's still a world you know yeah. it's, yeah, it's amazing games and there's there's theme parks there's tours yeah. the Warner Bros Studio tours is in our hometown local to us <laughs> exactly and it was quite literally filmed here and it just feels so personal and that's always something I bring up whenever people ask me where I live. It's something that I can say <laughs> is my thing, you know, like that's the thing I, I mentioned because some people don't know where we're from and how small the town is, but I'm just like, actually, Harry Potter was filmed here. A lot of people now know it though because they say, isn't that where the Harry Potter studios are? Yeah, so. exactly. So when I think about the best invention and Harry Potter being one of them, I think about everything that came with it and how J.K. Rowling created this whole new world for yeah. people to speak about, A to engaging. Whole new world. Again, she's mixing up different <laughs> Thanks, genres. <girls. laughs> <laughs> and just everything around it. And oh, I just love it. I really love Harry Potter. I'm probably fan yeah, killing yeah. right now. I love it. Fan. I I love that you. I'm sitting here grinning. Like I'm actually sitting here grinning because she brought that it. up. We're both like dying of like just I, happiness. I get it too. And the girl across us is just sitting around like thinking of the half book she read. <laughs> <laughs> we were in um, Universal Studio earlier this year because we went out to LA and. I actually just left Manifa into the world of wizards. We went I just, separately. Yeah, I just oh, like, you wow. know, you go with her. I mean, we were in a shop together. At some point, she just kept like having moments, and I was just like, I, I still can't remember share this with you. I still remember as well. So when me and Manny went to the Warner Brothers Studios for the first oh time, God. and honestly, we. I can't even express or explain how much you are those type of nerds. How we fangirled. It was every it was, single thing we saw. People were like, this is from that book. This is from that moment. This is from that film. Like, just, it was detail, insane. It's so detailed. Like, even the books that they're reading from, they all have words in them. Like, yeah. they're not just plain books. The textbooks they're reading and inside the of classes. And the effort and time that goes into actually, like, the costumes and the hours that goes into, like, making, like, the goblins and oh it's amazing sorry I'm gonna I'm gonna not so I, I just want to tangent sad, um mm -hmm. because obviously you got your 
um, Harry Potter experience in Universal Studio and I really wanted to go for Jurassic Park and that wasn't open and I am generally a huge fan of Jurassic Park not the new film I wasn't I like the classic yeah the classic film was amazing but one thing that I did get from Jurassic Park even okay so the immersive experience in Universal Studio wasn't open because they had renovation or whatever um but we went on this backstage studio and that was just incredible so I got to see the backstage of Jurassic Park and so many other films and it was just I don't think I can watch a film mind-blowing right it's just mind-blowing it's it's just such an incredible experience so yeah I love that I love that one yeah that was amazing I love Harry Potter really do anyways Aruj so um my one is yeah my one's quite different but when I saw this so obviously I saw like a, a huge list of different inventions over the past 50 years and it was actually something that I didn't realize it's it's a medical um invention I don't know if the invention is the right word but it's medical discovery and development which I found amazing because I didn't realize that it's so recent I really thought it was something that would have been developed sooner the one I'm going to discuss and talk about now is actually DNA testing so actually our ability to be able to understand like our biological identities through recognizing our DNA and obviously doctors and medical professionals being able to do that I didn't actually realize that it was something that had kind of come up within the last 50 years and the reason why I kind of picked it as a really amazing invention is because I feel like DNA testing is something that can help on so many aspects of so many things like obviously medically it kind of helps to prevent you know different illnesses it helps to kind of help you diagnose things if things are you know within if they're genetic they're within your DNA you can find out so many things like diseases like cancer or diabetes heart disease and there was actually something else that I saw which was amazing and I really really I really liked the benefit of it in this context which was that DNA testing was actually a huge benefit to law enforcement and the legal system as well because there were so many crimes and so many cases that kind of were solved through DNA testing you were able to kind of I guess free innocent people from jail or kind of help innocent people who have been put into situations because of DNA testing they were able to be proved innocent and actually in the US since 1989 there were 337 times in which these kind of cases actually proved someone's innocence. And I feel like 337 is probably not a huge number. I don't know if that number is to this day, but I just found that amazing because I thought that's so... Imagine, you know, obviously being in a situation where you are put on trial or you are kind of accused of doing something and you've got no way to prove yourself. And then to actually have this tool and this invention to be able to prove your innocence or to actually kind of help, not even prove innocence, but help solve cases as well. It's it's amazing. I think DNA is a huge thing. Like if you think about crime scenes and places where forensics go, like they find so much from DNA at different scenes where things have happened. Like it's such a pool of knowledge that is amazing that we can discover so much from. But that was my, yeah, that was my little... And on that note where you just mentioned about the evidence, this Mm -hmm. is actually something you're reading, Just Mercy. So there's several cases where these people are already in jail. They've got their punishments. He has exonerated these people as a result of new evidence that's come into light. And it's all DNA kind of... Yeah, right? Honestly. And you say it's only 337 cases, but that's 337 people that were wrongly accused. I and agree. that is insanity. And that is just one use case That's, of, yeah, of 100%. this development, right? Yeah. I'm just thinking back to um, 
like forensics and them trying to get certain DNA from being able to get people's fingerprints and stuff. Yeah. This is a completely random story, by the way, because you all just went really quiet. <laughs> When I was really young, I got this magazine that was like full of stories. Yeah. <laughs> they had like little like pieces of like um, forensic uh, equipment and tools that you could use at home. It was like a kids' magazine, right? And um, they gave me like this black powder thing that you would kind of rub on surfaces to for it to reveal fingerprints. And I went around <laughs> the door handles of our house <laughs> rubbing this black stuff. And um, that was the last time I saw that magazine and those forensic pieces because mum went and threw it straight in the bin. <laughs> and so I can't, you know, I never got to see a reveal of a fingerprint on any of the door handles or the surfaces where I rubbed all of that black powder stuff. Um, and uh, that just brought up a really sad memory. <laughs> see, I remember those magazines that we used to kind of buy into. Oh, we used to love the little the, freebies. We used to get the them. high school musical ones all the time. <laughs> I used wow. to love high okay, school. Okay, so I was about okay, to call this you a tangent, but, but. <laughs> I don't mind p- making that a part of my childhood. I can't delete that part yeah. of my life. I still have a mug. Okay. I loved it. Okay. I was in. I was going to judge you for High School Musical. I'm not. No, I'm you not can't a fan. judge me. People will judge me every day for it. I don't because it was part of my history. Mine was a collection of Tracy Beaker. Uh, we love Tracy Beaker. Oh, all of us watch Tracy Beaker. Made me want to be in a care home. I mean, think about it. It's <laughs> no, how can Jacqueline Wilson make I you want to feel like it's fun to be in a care in home? In the dumping ground. <laughs> in, the, in the dumping ground. These were made as if you should want to do that or want to be in this situation because they made it so fun. I remember watching that after school, like 5 to 5.15, then 5.15 to 5.30. It must be so fun to live with people the same age as you. And, you're just, and then you end up going to school and hating the same people that are the same age as you and you think no like what made me think I wanted to be in a care home that uh, is so funny I forgot about Tracy Beaker Tracy Beaker should I do that was the theme song one. no I'm kidding I, what was it yeah. <laughs> go on <laughs> give us your hit single I, I was gonna but I realised I've got a mic in front of me yeah. I just can't get the words right let's google it it reminds me of Stormzy Believe me now, something. Wait, we are so sad. We're so sad. I remember Tracy Beaker. Tracy Beaker lyrics comes up with Stormzy. Tracy Beaker theme tune. Do you remember Madeline? Do you remember Timothy goes to school? Timothy goes to school. Timothy was cute. Yeah, and Arthur and Hey Arnold. What's it called? Jungle Run. I always oh, wanted to yeah. do Jungle Run. And guys, do you remember like other stuff on CBBC like um, The Queen's Nose? The Queen's Nose was so good. So good. I used Bernard. to love that. Bernard's, Bernard's Watch. Yeah. And Brum. Oh the little car. Yeah, Brum was good. Pippin. Pippin died, quite by short, the guys. The Come theme- outside. Come outside. The theme tune is really short. Are you going to sing it for us? Or no, I'm not going to sing it because I don't want this footage to go anywhere. <laughs> I was going to play it. I'm sure people listening to this will definitely know what Tracy means. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Yeah, mine was DNA testing. Oh my god, oh my god that's where we came that. from. And look and where we Tracy ended Beaker. up. Just because that's dumbass forensic story. <laughs> that's a true story. Mum threw it all away. I was devastated. She didn't even let me play for it with twenty. Spent five ninety nine on that magazine. Okay. See, I've got a few more. Right, one is me. Since I was, yes, was that I the one you were laughing at before? Yes. <laughs> yeah. One was me because obviously we we all were born in the last fifty I years. Love so of course, that. we, we are, are we are the best inventions. I'm of super the past happy of being me. So <laughs> definitely that one. I wanted to say Microsoft Word specifically because wow. I used to use it so much in my life when mm. I did my assignments, when I did my you coursework, when I did my projects. Yeah, I still use it, but not nearly as much. 
I use Google Docs more now. I use less Word to be fair. We have much more options today, but back in the day, that was my that was our thing, like Microsoft yeah, Word. You're right. It all just came to my head, guys. So random, but we're talking about like those kind of things. Do you guys remember Paint? Oh my god, it doesn't exist anymore. But no, Paint, no, you know what I, used to I don't do think it? it does. It's a different kind of app now. I used to love Paint. I feel like we could sit here for ages and ages talking about all the amazing, cool inventions. I feel like there's actually a few that I came up with, which I haven't even discussed, but that's fine because there's so many inventions out there and there always will be so many, so many to kind of discover and find out about and be fascinated about. But I just think the reason why I loved kind of doing this episode and wanted to kind of have this discussion was obviously firstly just kind of talk about something a bit different and something a bit lighthearted, but also just kind of having a reflection on what kind of things are around us in the world. I think that's what it made me kind of do when I was thinking about this. And actually, while we've been having this discussion as well, like bringing up Harry Potter, thinking about the internet, thinking about our phones, thinking about so many things that are actually pivotal to us. Because when we think about inventions, you know, sometimes we think, oh, wow, you know, the first man on the moon or the first computer or all these things, like they're so big and huge. And you think, well, how does that impact me? You know, Mm. you know, how does DNA testing actually impact me? But in a sense, everything that is invented and everything that kind of happens and is there in the world, directly or indirectly, does actually have an impact on you, whether you realise it or not. And yeah, I think it's just amazing to kind of sit back and look at how the world has developed, what has been invented, and yeah, kind of wonder about what's going to happen and what's going to come in the future. It's an interesting thing. We invented this podcast too. <gasps> Best invention in the past 50 years, what do we know podcast? That's <laughs> in it. the past year, for sure. <laughs> past year, yeah. It was within the time frame. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, guys, is there anything else that you guys would like to add or any other invention or any other story that's popped to your mind from this? <laughs> no more stories. Amazing. Um, yeah, I'm going to bring this, I'm going to wrap this up and kind of bring it to an end. Um, thank you guys for both sharing your stories, your inventions and everything you've shared today has actually been really fun and thank you guys our listeners for listening as always for tuning in um as always i'm going to plug our socials please follow us on wdwk underscore podcast we're on instagram and yeah check us out and please continue listening and supporting us we appreciate it yeah we're going to sign out here tune in next week yeah thank you guys bye Right here, plug up the peace sign. Say bye. Bye, guys. Adios. Bye. Adios.